0: This morning, I would like to read something to you, ask you to listen attentively, see what I'm describing, see if you can discern what I'm describing. On Sunday, we have a common assembly of all our members, whether they live in the city or the outlying districts. The recollections of the apostles or the writings of the prophets are read, as long as there is time. When the reader has finished, the president of the assembly speaks to us. He urges everyone to imitate the examples of virtue we have heard in the readings. Then we all stand up together and pray. On the conclusion of our prayer, Bread and wine and water are brought forward. The president offers prayers and gives thanks to the best of his ability, and the people give and the people give assent by saying amen. The eucharist is distributed. Everyone present communicates, and the deacons take it to those who are absent. The wealthy, if they wish, may make a contribution and they themselves decide the amount. The collection is placed in the custody of the president who uses it to help the orphans and widows and all who for any reason are in distress whether because they are sick in prison or away from home. In a word he takes care of all who are in need. So what did I just describe? I just described what we're doing here today. On Sunday, people gather, whether it's from in the city or outside the city. The recollections of the apostles or the writings of the prophets are read. It's the readings, the prophets, the law, and the apostles, along with the gospel, then the presider, the president, speaks to us, urges people to imitate the example of virtue. After that, bread and wine and water are brought forward. The president or presider prays and gives thanks. It's a prayer of thanksgiving. and the Eucharistic prayer, the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. The people then give the, their assent, their yes, by saying amen, which is the great doxology, and we respond amen, the Eucharist is distributed. So this writing, which I just read to you, it's, it's describing what we're doing here today. It's describing the Holy Mass. Well, this is actually a writing from St. Justin Martyr. Who died in the year 165, a martyr's death, because he was having a debate with, I can't remember if it was the emperor himself or the governor, and uh, he was told, uh, you know, either renounce your faith or we're going to kill you, and Justin Martyr just kept kept talking, and so they eventually killed him. But he writes this in probably the year 155 or 160. So what we're doing here this morning, people have been doing for two millennia. It was in place by the year 160. They weren't just putting it together. This was already in place. The Mass was already being conducted And he's writing this in Rome. He was born in Palestine, but he was writing this in Rome. This is what the people were doing. And I think that if you were to read this to to, uh, your friends or family or your coworkers and say, what am I describing? I think most of them would probably say, well, you're describing that Catholic Mass. Even if they haven't been to many Masses. And he, he prefaces that section of the writing with this. No one may share the Eucharist with us unless he believes that what we teach is true, unless he is washed in the regenerating waters of baptism for the remission of of his sins, and unless he lives in accordance with the principles given by Christ. And he goes on, We do not consume the Eucharistic bread and wine as if it were ordinary food and drink, for we have been taught that as Jesus Christ, our Savior, became a man of flesh and blood by the power of the word of God, so also the food that our flesh and blood assimilates for its nourishment becomes the flesh and blood of the incarnate Jesus by the power of his own words contained in the prayer of thanksgiving, the Eucharistic prayer. The apostles, in their recollections, which are called gospels, handed down to us what Jesus commanded them to do. They tell us that he took bread, gave thanks, and said, Do this in memory of me. This is my body. In the same way, he took the cup, gave thanks, and said, This is my blood. The Lord gave this command to them alone. A lot of people think that what Catholics say or do, a lot of the things somehow originated the Second Vatican Council. 60 years ago. Or some people say, well, well, the Mass was invented around the Council of Trent about five centuries ago. Or some people say, well, you know, the Mass came about, the early Christians weren't really doing, it came about in the Council of Nicaea, 325. No. (laughs) We have a philosopher in Rome writing in the year 155 or 160, describing what Christians are doing. And they were doing, in the year 155, 160, what we're doing today. But it goes back even further than the year 155 or 160. It goes back to the gospel which we just heard this morning. The gospel comes from St. Luke. He's a Gentile. So, he knows uh, Greek well. Uh, He is more educated than probably all the other apostles, all the other evangelists put together because he is a physician. And so, as I've mentioned in times past, we, we have to pay very close attention to what Luke is writing because he gives some very important details. And one of the details he gives in the gospel this morning is whom Jesus encountered, walking to Emmaus. So these two men they are walking to Emmaus, leaving Jerusalem. Even today, you can go to Emmaus. But they're walking there, and Jesus catches the risen Lord, who's risen a, a day or two earlier, uh, a couple days earlier, uh, and they've uh, discovered the empty tomb, or the apostles have, with the women. Jesus, the risen Lord, catches up with these two men and he says so what are you talking about so we've been talking about this the events which have happened about jesus of nazareth and jesus says well tell me more tell me more so they they say are you the only person who's who's not heard of what's happened and so they tell him well the detail is the important detail is these aren't just two people who've heard about this this man who lived in Galilee, who who claimed to be the Messiah, who many thought was the Messiah, maybe preached well and and worked some miracles. These were disciples. Saint Luke tells us in the gospel, these two men were disciples. They were followers. The word disciple means follower. They were followers of Jesus Christ. And we know that for certain because they they say twice members of their group. He says, uh, women who are in our group went to the tomb. He's talking about also the apostles. And right after Jesus disappears from their midst, they go to the 11 in Jerusalem, and they tell them what happened. These two disciples, they probably heard Jesus preach on more than one occasion. They probably saw him work signs and miracles and wonders. They knew what he sounded like, They knew what he looked like, yet they did not recognize the risen Lord until, here's the key, until the breaking of the bread. They did not recognize the risen Lord Jesus until he broke the bread in what we now call the Eucharist. So even his followers did not recognize him until he broke the bread. And that is how the Christians in the year 155, 160 in, in Rome recognized the risen Lord Jesus. It was in the Eucharist. We just heard from from uh, Justin Martyr himself. And this is how we today in the year 2023 recognize the risen Lord Jesus Christ in our midst. It's in the Holy Eucharist. His own flesh, his own blood. Not something invented or made up at the council, uh, the Second Vatican Council in the 60s. Not made up at Trent. Not made up even at at Constantinople or or Nicaea or Ephesus or any of these councils. From the very beginning, make no mistake about it. I think this is very important for us to know about. You know, because a lot of our family and friends may be fallen away Catholics or maybe just Catholics who aren't catechized well. And maybe some some well-meaning uh, Protestant brethren, they will tell us, well, the, the Mass was made up. It's man-made. You know, it's something that they, they came about recently. You can say, well, let's go, let's go back to Justin Martyr. <laughs> and you can easily find his writings online. Very easily. Let's go back and read Justin Martyr. Let's go back and read the resurrection narrative of St. Luke's Gospel. And we're going to find that the Mass has been around for quite some time. And the belief that the Eucharist is truly the body and blood of Jesus Christ, it's been around since day one of Christianity, from the very beginning. I think that's important for us to be able to, to know and to be able to, to tell others when they, when they ask us about it. And that's where we find the risen Lord Jesus. You know, uh, rarely a week goes by where I, I meet somebody and they, they say, Well Father, I I encounter Jesus. I don't go to Mass. I encounter Jesus by walking out in nature. I walk through the trees, I walk in the woods, I encounter Jesus there. Well that's not where the early Christians encountered the risen Lord Jesus. And it's a fact. The fact is, there are many people who go out into the wilderness, go out into the forests, which are very beautiful around here, to worship nature. They are pagans. In fact, we have some druids in this county. We have druids who who worship objects of, of the earth in this county. We are different. are different. We find the risen Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, crucified, risen from the dead, and ascended into heaven. We find him in the same place where the the first apostles, the first disciples, the first followers of Jesus Christ found him. We find this, this same Jesus Christ in the same place where the early Christians in Rome, in 155-160, found him. We find Jesus Christ in the breaking of the bread. Praise be Jesus Christ.